You're listening to The Voice. Benvenuti a Leuven. Leuven, Jürgen. Добро пожаловать в Leuven. Bienvenue à Leuven. Willkommen in Leuven. Leuven에 오신 걸 환영합니다. Welcome in Leuven. back for a little show before going to our all-desired but unfortunately COVID Christmas and Happy New Year. So as you were listening we had this initial song or fragment of a song called Celebration, the famous song. I remember playing this song uh, when I was like uh, a little kid and I was playing this Raven Rabbits game in the Wii and then you could of course take like <laughs> your um, toy guitar and then play it and sing along with the song. So yes, today we are celebrating something. We are celebrating in the first place, this is our 50th show, uh, live show. So of course we have 51 shows on our Spotify, considering that we have the full interview with, with a scientist there, but that one was not live. So this is our actually 50th live show. It was meant to be for last week, but as you all know, we had some technical issues two weeks ago, so it is like a nice occasion that it's our last show of 2020, of this disastrous 2020, but here we are celebrating and we are having a lot, a lot of fun. So I would like to introduce, of course, my co-host that has been with us quite a long time as well, and she's part of The Voice, and as well, we have a little thing to tell you about next semester, some new plans in the radio show, but first of all, hi, Anita. Welcome one more time to The Voice on Radio. How are you today? Hi, Nicholas. Um, thank you. I'm doing good. Thank you. I can't believe it's already last show of the year. Um, but happy birthday to our radio show, first of all, because that's quite crazy. That's already The Voice 50th birthday. The Voice is already 50 years old. It's quite old. Um, so I'm glad to be part of it. And thanks for having me today. Yeah, it's such a pleasure. So for all of our listeners as well, we were planning to bring Philip to our show, as you all know that he was as well essential part of it. 
but unfortunately we have a lot of links to do for exams so he just wanted me to tell you that he says hi and that it was a pleasure for him as well to be part of the show for so many programs that we did together with him as well anita and myself and and anita how how, how does it feel um right now to be yeah to be ending this 2020 it's very strange i don't feel that i had a good year it's just it was a normal year an average year there was nothing special about it yeah it's been a, such an unusual year and i'm not sure i would like to um delete it um if you will like i think i would leave it all over again because i've also learned a lot this year and somehow i feel maybe blessed is a bit too much because covid 19 has been a tragedy overall but it has taught me a lot and also I, i'm thinking about when i'll be indeed 50 years old like our radio show and talking about this time I lived through and I think it's so powerful and for many things it really um, cleared many things up I think the code the pandemic and about our habits about the, the, the type of lives we lead um, about humanity overall. I know it's a bit <laughs> strong, but I that's my take on it, I think. So I think 2020 was, was an interesting year. Uh, we were still able, as students, I guess, to, um, or we didn't have too much to worry about our economic situation. I mean, I speak for myself, but of course for everyone is hard, but I'm, I'm thinking that maybe students are, struggling a bit less than people were working and losing their jobs during the pandemic. So yeah, I think I will be still celebrating it on the 31st of December, of course, hoping that some things can get better next year. But overall, I wouldn't change much about this year. Uh, do you agree with me or what's your what's your view on it? Yeah, in, in a way, I agree with you um, in the fact that we've learned a lot this year. So, of course, it was not the best year to go out, to get to know people or even just to be that productive. But still, we learned many things as well as humans, like the importance of sticking together, of really doing things for the others, because it's not that we are taking our care of ourselves just because we want to be healthy, but it's because we want to maintain those we love healthy as well. So I think it, it was like life putting us... Um, yeah, putting us in trial, like whether we are willing to sacrifice our, <laughs> between brackets, freedom um, for the sake of others and for the sake of humanity. So we learned many things. And as you say as well, for students, maybe it was not as hard as for other, other people. Of course, we have some exceptions because I imagine that there were a lot of students that as well depend on their jobs that they do in the evenings and all this to be able to pay their rent or to be able to have like a productive um, university life. So maybe they were more affected as well. But in general, I agree with you that at least we had like we have here in Leuven in Belgium, at least very good Internet connections. So we've been able to take online classes as well. The university has um, come up with so many platforms that have helped this process. So in general, I agree with you um, regarding the student life and how the student life maybe was not 100 percent affected negatively as other people, like people losing their jobs, as you were saying. 
Yeah, indeed. I think I feel really blessed, but I also want to uh, spend a few words and recognize the fact there are so many people around the world who have so much at stake. And even just talking about internet connection already uh, raises uh, a whole debate, right, about about how many countries um, don't even have um, certain privileges or services that for us are just normal so that's that's maybe for another time on huh? the whole debate about inequalities and and all that but i think again covid is in a way a situation where uh we could also lay where all those inequalities or difference between people in the same country and between different countries were laid bare for us to see if we wanted to to see them of course then we can also have i was we say in italian um salami uh, slices around our eyes you say when you don't want to look at see something or recognize it but yeah it gives a lot of points of reflection i think so yeah <laughs> i think we have a phonics purse for that in spanish but i cannot remember right now but if i remember it along the show i will mention it maybe it, maybe it's not as funny as putting salamis <laughs> in your eyes Yeah, and speaking of which, um, you are you prepared quite a international or yeah a bilingual show, right, for us today? Yes. So as we are celebrating the voice on radio, we wanted to go a little bit more international in the way our songs were chosen, and of course, as the voice on radio has been our little baby, um, if we can say it like that, Anita. And we wanted to bring a little bit of our language, of our culture in the songs we're playing today. So today, of course, we'll have more songs than usual. We are having eight different songs. And four of them will be in Italian, chosen by Anita, and four of them will be in Spanish, chosen by me. But these songs, compared to the songs in other shows, are more personal in the way we have chosen them. And as well, they represent something in us. And I think that that's something beautiful to celebrate the 50th live show of The Voice on Radio. I agree. Let's hope the listeners like them and we spread a bit the Italian and Spanish um, music culture in Leuven. <laughs> exactly. And of course, one more time and sadly one last time, I will say this to all of our listeners for now and we'll come to that topic a little bit later. But um, we invite you to follow us on our social media. You can follow us on Facebook as The Voice International Student Publication, on Instagram as TheVoice.KLuven or The Voice Student Magazine, on Spotify, Podcast.com and Mixcloud. You can find all of our podcasts as The Voice on Radio. And of course, you can look to all of our articles in our website, TheVoiceLuven.be or Vito.be under The Voice tab. So, this is a little invitation again for all of you to follow us. And as I was saying, this is my last time saying this social media. This is my last show here at The Voice on Radio. It's not because something bad is happening, but it's because next semester, if everything goes well, I'll be going on an exchange. So the show will be now in the hands of Anita and some new people that, of course, will present themselves later. Um, yeah, at the beginning of next year when we take again the shows. Yeah, no pressure. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I think now I feel a bit of responsibility to uh, to keep the bar as high as, as you kept it, also with Philip. But I think it will be an exciting journey. But especially for you, it'll be really exciting to go abroad, and it's nice that you can that you can actually go. Maybe you'll you'll be able to join the radio and and over there in the, in South Korea and speak in, in try to learn some Korean and, and become a. 
Korean speaker in the show in the show <laughs> over there. <laughs> yeah, I think I will fail quite a lot trying to learn Korean, but but for sure, I mean, I'll be happy to be a guest for one upcoming show and tell you a little bit about my experience there. But I know as well that you've been preparing so many things for next academic, well, for next year, for next semester, and I'm sure that the voice on radio will keep improving and improving and improving with time. So when I'm back, I'll be, wow, that's amazing. And I'll be listening from abroad as well, all, all of your different shows. You have very exciting plans for it. Yeah, let's, let's hope so. Thanks for the support. <laughs> like, no, for sure. <laughs> okay, so should I go on and introduce my first song? Yes, go ahead. So let's go with our first Italian song. So all yours, Anita. All right. So I picked uh, a real must for us Italians. Uh, if you would ask, I guess, anyone from my city, but I think uh, at least half of, of, of the country. <laughs> uh, so Giovanotti is the, uh, is the artist. He is now quite, well, I wouldn't say old, but uh, he started quite young and now is uh, is earning his years, let's say. <laughs> so, but that doesn't mean that he doesn't do great music still, but he changes style a lot like over time, like like many artists do. But uh, this song, which is called Mi Fido di Te, it means I trust you, uh, was one of the songs that made literally everyone crazy about him. It's, it's real poetry, I would say. So I will first play it and then go over a few sentences that I consider the peak of this poem. So enjoy Mi Fidelita by Giovanotti. Case di pane, riunioni di rane, vecchie che ballano nelle Cadillac. Muscoli d'oro, corone d'alloro, canzoni d'amore per bimbi col frac. Musica seria, luce che varia, pioggia che cade, vita che scorre. Cani randagi, cammelli remagi, forse fa male, eppure mi va. Di stare collegato, di vivere d'un fiato, di stendermi sopra il burrone, di guardare giù la vertigine non è. Paura di cadere, ma voglia di volare, mi fido di te, mi fido di te, mi fido di te, mi fido di te, io mi fido di te, ehi, mi fido di te, cosa sei disposto a perdere? Lampi di luce, al collo una croce, la dea dell'amore si muove nei jeans, culi e catene, assassini per bene, la radio si accende su un pezzo funky, teste fasciate, ferite curate, l'affitto del sole si paga in anticipo, prego, arcobaleno, più per meno meno, forse fa male, eppure mi va, di stare collegato, di vivere gonfiato. Stendermi sopra il burrone di guardare giù la vertigine non è paura di cadere ma voglia di volare mi fido di te 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 mi
disposto a perdere Mi fido di te Mi fido di te Io mi fido di te Cosa sei disposto a perdere? Rabbia, stupore, la parte, l'attore, dottore Che sintomi ha la felicità Evoluzione, il cielo in prigione Questa non è un'esercitazione Forza e coraggio, la fede e il miraggio La luna nell'altra metà Lupi in acquato, il peggio è passato Forse fa male, eppure mi va Di stare collegato Di vivere d'un fiato Di stendermi sopra il burrone Di guardare giù la vertigine Non è paura di cadere Ma voglia di volare Sei disposto a perdere, eh, mi fido di te, mi fido di te, mi fido di te, cosa sei disposto a perdere? That was Mi Fidolita by Giovanotti. Um, so during the song, not sure many people picked that up. Of course, that's understandable. <laughs> But he says, uh, La vertigine non è paura di cadere, ma voglia di volare. And I think that's something that's worth translating. Uh, so that means the dizziness is not fear of falling down, but will to fly. So I think this is like, a sentence that was also used so many times. I remember when we were teenagers and you wrote, you wrote like your, um, I'm not sure this is the correct name, but a status on, for example, M MSN or on Facebook, you would write this, this um, powerful phrase from Giovanotti because it's, it's a really nice metaphor that, yeah, There is no need to have fear when you're looking down on something, but rather reach for the sky somehow, if you will. So I'm, I'm happy that I could play this here and I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, so now I'll go over some of the news that have been published on The Voice website. Um, so the first article is in the science section, uh, fighting cancer with the antidepressant sertaline. So this is quite scientific for me, but I'll try to be exhaustive with my explanation. Uh, so a research collaboration between multiple Belgian laboratories identifies a new therapeutic strategy to target cancer cells. And the study opens a new, um, indeed a new method uh, to do so, to target uh, tumors. Um, and especially cancer types addicted to serine glycine synthesis. And these findings are essentially driven by two approaches. One is a pre preliminary screening in yeast, 
And the second is a drug repurposing, which is a strategy for identifying new therapeutic uses for old drugs originally uh, developed for other purposes. Uh, so hopefully this inspires uh, further researchers, further researchers. Um, and then we go on to an, a section, the section Love and Life. And here we have uh, quite sad news that probably you guys know already about. So in the second semester, we'll start with co-retinol of Flanders. In the spring semester, all Flemish universities um, announced that they will start in code red, uh, which will remain as such until March. So Kayo Leuven has indicated that this could maybe change on the 5th of March, um, whereas the University of Ghent um, has announced no changes until the 21st of March. So that's it's quite far from, from now. Uh, but yeah, that's that's just... I guess necessary, um, and the code red means that almost all classes will remain online, of course, and the same exceptions will apply to laboratories, practical sessions, and classes, which could result in, signif in significant loss of educational value, of course, if taught online. Um, so Kyle has also announced that additional session will be planned for courses which have traditionally had high fail rates but however these courses will continue in code orange so the the, the the education experience will still be very different for the coming year uh, but let's hope that for march on we can reconquer a bit of normality in our uh, university life then we have Something that I'm, I might not be the best to present, but I will just go over the title and then the author can explain it better. <laughs> so this is a narrative uh, called Untitled, which has been written by Nicholas in the Arts and Cultural section. So do you want to, to say a few words about it? Give us a little sure. glimpse. <laughs> I wanted, as you could notice, I wanted to say goodbye in two ways. So, of course, one last radio and as well, one last article for The Voice. So, this is a little seasonal short fiction piece um, that I wrote. Um, I wrote it a while ago, like one month ago, but I had it there awaiting for my departure. And basically, it's just um, kind of a love story about two strangers that they haven't formally started a relationship, but and they haven't met formally, but it's still they are strangers, but they know each other. It's, <laughs> it's a bit complicated. It's like a complicated love story about the feelings of you knowing someone, but at the same time not knowing this person, and of course of falling in love without knowing that you're falling in love. So I will share with you the first sentence of it, so to push you to go ahead and read it. It's really beautiful, it's really nice. So it goes like this. One of those many nights, I looked beyond the dark silhouettes that heated the dew. They gambled while droplets came together and broke apart. They danced to the leftovers of the nightlife and enfolded in perfect symmetries without much effort. So this is a very nice narrative, I invite you all to read it and as well I try to put a little bit of what love could mean in times of corona there. So if you read it carefully you'll see what I mean with it, I will not spoil it. It's really up to you to create a secondary narrative based on mine. 
So it's as well like a little exercise for you to read it and then to come up with your own stories or with your own um, mental images of what it means. So I'm not giving everything to you like <laughs> like if you were a little um, pet or something. You will need to work hard and you need to be mentally prepared to read this article. <laughs> nice. That thanks, thanks, Nicholas. Indeed, that also was my first thought. It was a love in COVID times, indeed, because I feel like many people are still meeting up through um, apps or yeah, strangers, um, and that can still lead to to very interesting and powerful relationships. But it's it's indeed also an adaptation to uh, to this new situation where there is even less chances to meet new people in pubs or restaurants or in different social activities. So I think that's that's really suitable for the moment we're living in. So thanks for the appealing presentation of your narrative. Uh, we'll move on to the last two articles. One is in the international section, um, my first impressions of Belgium. And here I quote the few sentences from our app author who's also a photographer. So this article is also rich with photographs uh, that document the visual part of the, this, the visual aspect of this experience of this encounter with the country. She says, Belgium is a place full of historical architecture. The moment you step on cobblestone roads and hear the clatter of horses' hooves hitting the road, you realize that you're in Belgium. My arrival in Belgium for the first time was in the late summer, so I was fortunate enough to enjoy some of the last moments of sunshine. Since I'm a photographer, one of my habits is to walk through all the streets and alleys chasing the changes in sunlight. I like to immerse myself in every instant to capture every single one of the special little moments that are happening around me. So that's the first glimpse of it. And indeed, she, she tells most of her story through pictures. So go check it out, especially for, for internationals who just got here. It's nice to compare their experience to see if they can relate to, somehow to her experience. And then one last article, health risks of raw fish. Should you think twice before eating it? So fish has recently seen skyrocketing numbers of consumption worldwide. Um, People seek it as a valid and often more sustainable alternative to meat because it's rich in protein, but also omega-3 and other essential nutrients. And, well, I would have some comments on this, but it says <laughs> that it has a relatively low environmental impact. But that's a whole other story, which we can maybe make a show about later on. Um, but anyway, raw fish consumption is, is definitely... Um, a direct consequences of these consumption trends and also a result of the search for exotic foods or delicacies uh, such as Latin American ceviche or the Japanese sushi. But nevertheless, what the author says is, of course, what we might ingest through fish is not always healthy nutrients. And in particular, she expands on this uh, pathology, trematodiasis, um, which is a range of pathogen-induced infection caused by the ingestion of trematode parasites through undercooked or raw fish. So this can cause um, different illnesses, including intestinal and lung infection, gallbladder pathologies, and even uh, bile duct cancer so it's quite it's quite yeah 
dangerous or concerning. And this also makes me a bit um, regret going to the sushi restaurant yesterday with my friends, which is a, a tradition for us to do so. But in Italy, there is, um, at least where I live, it's very popular, the all-you-can-eat sushi restaurants. So you can pay only around 13 euros and you can have as many portions as you want. There's a bit of limitation on certain ones, but of course, overall, uh, you can eat a lot if you want. Uh, but I'm always, when I'm sitting and eating it, I'm always wondering, like, how is it possible it's this cheap for this much food? So I'm sure there is a bit of trade-off with the quality. And I haven't had bad experiences with it yet, but this article reminds me that I should be a bit careful about it myself. <laughs> and now I'll give the floor to Nicholas for our new section, which anticipates a bit what we'll, we'll do next, next year with, with the show. Yes. So in the first place, I wanted to comment something on the raw fish um, article that it didn't scare me, it just made me hungry <laughs> right now. And, and come on, the Latin American ceviche is so good, it's so delicious. And well, we have little little fun fact, now that I love fun facts in our radio show. Um, in Latin America, basically, even if it can be unified as the name ceviche, it depends on the country where you have it, the way it is prepared. So for instance, if you consider the Peruvian one, the Peruvian one is quite similar to the Mexican one. They are based on lemon and typically they look more whitey and they have little vegetables and, and are really good, but typically are more spicy. But for example, the Colombian ceviche is more based on tomato um, sauce. So it's like little shrimps in tomato sauce and then you eat them with um, salt crackers, with salty crackers. So it really depends where in Latin America, so that's a fun fact. It's really good if you ever travel to Latin America, you should try it. Yeah, you will not be afraid about all of these pathogens. <laughs> yeah, indeed. I'm willing to, 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 to trade that for a moment of, of orgasm with food. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, and now moving on to our new section. So as you all know, and these first half of the semester, we came up with the idea of the news segment. So we just typically discuss different news articles and then we, uh, yeah, we see what is the influence of these in the life of students here in Belgium or in Leuven. But now we wanted to try something differently or we will try something differently next semester. Uh, well, Anita will <laughs> with the new hosts and is that they will take um, some historical events that actually took place um, during that day in different years in the past and then they will analyze the influence of these events in nowadays society. So I think it's more interactive so that is nicer and it will become something even more impressive than Jaws mentioning news and their impact but it, it is like tracing back how history has affected us right now nowadays. So I'm sure that they will explain it later on next semester and um, how it will work specifically but today everything is based on one of the best news I've heard this 2020 and is that finally Biden has been officially confirmed as the president of the US and I'm happy to play again the celebration song. <laughs> it's really a worldwide celebration, don't you think so, Anita? <laughs> yeah, if people are up for Biden, it's really, <laughs> really, we've just everybody kind of expected it, but we never, well, it, now we can really um, scream it out loud. 
Yeah, yes, exactly. And it was, I think it was on Monday that the Electoral College vote affirmed Biden's win. So as expected, it was 306 votes against the 232 that Trump got. And it was, I was really not expecting it to be that easy. <laughs> I thought that maybe Trump would come up with so crazy ideas, but I was reading that he was trying like to sabotage as well the Electoral College. He was trying to make um, Nevada and some other states um, to, not to vote during that, that little internal election. But apparently everything went fine and lucky for all of us. <laughs> At the end, Biden has been affirmed. He will take on office next January, next January 20th, I think, if I'm not mistaken. And now going, so that's our news article. <laughs> and now let's come with some historical events that happened the 18th of December, um, yeah, in the past. So the first one that is very relevant, it was last year, 2019, when the US House of Representatives voted to impeach President Donald Trump for abuse of power and obstruction of Congress. So this is quite relevant this year because of course it pushed society to see the real face of Donald Trump and to realize or to make Americans realize that maybe it's not a good idea for him to be born with the power because he's being abusive with it. So it's very relevant. And the second one that is very interesting, that was very sweet when I read it, is from 1915, that it was basically the 18th of December of 1915, the 28th US President Woodrow Wilson, um, who had widowed the year before, married his second wife, Edith Bowling Galt. And actually, this woman was a descendant of Native American Pocahontas. So if you are a Disney fan, you might know what I'm talking about. Of course, it's not exactly the real story of Pocahontas, but it's, it's very close to it. <laughs> yeah, indeed, that rings the Disney bell. But yeah, that's also about the poor Native Americans who probably have been um, westernized with that cartoon. But it's, it's such an important part of many people's childhood that is just worth mentioning it. And it's actually funny that you found it. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and, and it is even relevant as well with these news of Biden taking on office. Because, as we know, with the government of Donald Trump as well, the different, uh, yeah, the diversity in society was a huge issue as well. The rights of these specific communities like Native Americans or even black people were not respected. Their rights were not respected. So it is nice to come back to this um, historical event because it means that it is possible for all Americans to live together um, even for everyone, even immigrants living in the US, to be able to have a decent life and to have their rights respected. So this is a clear example that, of course, if we can have a president married to a Native American, why can't we live in a very nice society where we can all live together? So hopefully this will be something that will change with Biden, of course, and there will be more inclusion and hopefully these, so, well, these parts of society will be able to get or to gain, regain their the rights and, of course, the value that they have in U.S. because they're part of the history of the country. And without going more political, that was like the little overview or aperitif for these new segments of the Voice on Radio that, of course, will be explored more in depth in the upcoming future with Anita and the new hosts. And now we are ready to move to our second song. So the second song is in Spanish. It is called Brujas. And I will, I will give the explanation after the song. It's a very special song. It's a hip-hop trap song. I don't usually like it, but I'll explain it a little bit later. So this next song is called Brujas 
by Eli Albig. Dicen que solo son muertes, que da igual si son hombres mujeres Que en total hay más hombres que mueren restando importancia a este feminicidio Veo que esto a nadie le ha importado, ya que esto solo se ha perpetuado Nos arrancan la ropa, ahorcan por puta sin darnos lugar a reclamo Aunque no os cueste la vida, aunque asesinen a nuestras niñas Aunque elijas empezar de nuevo lejos de ese hombre que te oprimía Te golpeaba, te quería encerrada, te decía que no vales nada Pedías libertad mientras él te decía no digas Pavadas. Somos las nietas de todas las brujas que nunca pudieron quemar Somos las nietas de todas las brujas que nunca pudieron quemar Somos las nietas de todas las brujas que nunca pudieron quemar Somos las nietas de todas las brujas que nunca pudieron quemar Como camino, como transito la calle si puede que alguno me agarre Como denuncio, a quien le lloro después que sea alguien mi cuerpo desarme Recuerdo aquel día en que el semen de chorros caía en su alfombra y yo no lo entendí Ocho años, dos niñas jugando que rara esa cosa viscosa que de ahí le salía Querías igualdad decir lo que pensás y te tildaron de caprichosa Paradigma patriarcal nos mata y dispone que seamos vistas como cosas Uruguay natural con violencia de macho naturalizada Yoruba bondadoso muerte a tu cliché que la bruja sea inmortalizada Seguro la mataron por puta, seguro la pollera era corta Seguro lo buscó y calentó la muy zorra, no podía esperarse otra cosa El sistema defiende y sostiene asesinos aunque no lo diga No quiere cambiar, no conoce otra cosa y que importa mi vida Somos las nietas de todas las brujas que nunca pudieron quemar Somos las nietas de todas las brujas que nunca pudieron quemar Somos las nietas de todas las brujas que nunca pudieron quemar somos las nietas de todas las brujas que nunca pudieron quemar. Somos las nietas de todas las brujas que nunca pudieron quemar. Somos las nietas de todas las brujas que nunca pudieron quemar. Somos las nietas de todas las brujas que nunca pudieron quemar. Y nunca podremos las nietas de todas las brujas que nunca pudieron quemar. Somos las nietas de todas las brujas que nunca pudieron quemar. Somos las nietas de todas las brujas que nunca pudieron quemar. Nunca pudieron, que nunca pudieron, que nunca pudieron quemar. Mm -hmm. And we are back. That was Brujas by Ellie Almick. As I was mentioning before the break, it is a trap hip hop. Um, song as you could notice it. I don't typically like these genres uh, of music but in this case it is very special because it has a powerful message and I love this song. It's really, I've been listening to it like every day for the past months. Um, fun fact, I discovered it while watching a YouTube concert of Julieta Venegas that you know I'm a fan of and then she was playing her song that is called Mujeres with this song Brujas, it was like a little remix and both songs basically talk about the rights of women and how women need to be respected after all the feminicides in Latin America mainly but of course worldwide and more with this Me Too movement so I will just translate some verses, the initial verses of the song I'll say, tell, I'll say them immediately in English and so that you can get a little bit of context so it says those that say that those are only deaths, that is, that, ah, sorry, <laughs> I got very excited. So it says, those that say that those are only deaths, 
that it doesn't matter whether they are men or women, that anyways there are more men that die, raising importance to the feminicide, they tear our clothes, they strangle us for whores without letting us complain. So it uses very strong words, even in these verses I haven't put the ones that are very explicit, there are some that are even gross when you listen to the lyrics, but then when you see the context it really matters and it is really important to express it in such an aggressive way. And of course the chorus in English said, well I'll say it first in Spanish because I really love it and I'll even do some rap hip hop here, <laughs> so it says like Somos la nieta de todas las brujas que nunca pudieron quemar, as you could see it in the song. And the translation is that we are the granddaughters of all the witches that they were never able to burn. So as you can see, it's like a little atom for the rights of women against feminicides. And it is inspired by the 35 feminicides that happened in 2017 in Uruguay. So Eli Almig is an Uruguayan singer, um, Uruguayan rapper. So this was the fun fact from this song. It's a very special song. You know, I'm not a woman, but I love... Uh, well, I know that I love the, the rights of women, but I mean, I respect and I am in the fight for the rights of women. I think it's very important. Thanks, Nicholas, for bringing this nice song uh, in the show. I really appreciate it and I, I think it's really powerful indeed. And uh, the, the bringing up the fact that the witches and all that, it's really interesting. So thanks for, for supporting. It's always a pleasure. What, what could we do, men, without you women? <laughs> well, well, maybe you're right. <laughs> but yeah, nice song. And actually, we are now ready to discuss the voice and as well what this experience has been for both of us as hosts for this radio show and as well as partially creators of this. So first, I want to give all of our listeners a little overview of what the voice on radio has been. So as we were mentioning, this is the 50th live show of The Voice on Radio, but the first 15 shows were by our previous editor-in-chief, Ronald. Now, of course, our editor-in-chief is David, as you all know. And these first 15 shows were very political, so some of the examples that we have are like, um, well, our pilot episode, <laughs> where, of course, he introduced everything. We have as well EU and the relationships with Japan and international students. We, had, we discussed Brexit, populism, as well what was going on in the West, as well as Belgium's colonial history and politics. So it was very political, but then Philip and I came in and chose to do something different. And we had our first show ever that was in March 2019, that was called The Voice, A Journey Through the Universe and Poetry. And it was the first time that we were like, okay, we should try to bring some other topics that maybe are not that common in podcasts such as poetry and science because to listen to a science podcast yes you can find it but sometimes it's either too technical or you don't have these guests that are actively involved in that area so in this one we had a very nice interview with Catherine Kollenberg which is a scientist and astronomer if I'm not mistaken and as well she's a musician so the whole concept behind this show was the the physics or the music that the universe makes. And then of course we related it to some poetry and we had some live poetry for the first time for that show. I remember we had poetry in Italian, in French, and of course in Spanish. I think I did it, I did a poem myself as well for that show. So this was our first um, experience with the voice on radio um, for Philip and I. 
And it was very special. It was very scary because it was the first time we needed to learn how to work with a board. And it was a live show as well. So it was very stressful. So I don't know, Anita, how was it for you, your first live show? Was it as stressful as this one was for Philip? Yes, I think it definitely was. Uh, now it feels like a lifetime ago, but it wasn't actually that long ago. Uh, but I think I came into the show slower than you guys did because I just talked for a few minutes uh, as a as a guest i think you were the main host or maybe philip was but one of you guys so i i was able to at least test how that felt just like introducing myself as a new member of the of the voice that really was was really helpful to get into the you know the the, the vibe of the show not in a such a abrupt way where I have to guide like or at least participate in, a, in an entire show. So that was a, a, a smaller dose of, of uh, stress for me. But still, I remember also in the studio is way more, I think, uh, stressful than just being through like in a recording the show beforehand because, you know, you don't have any second chance. You just have to talk. And then if you stumble upon your own word that that's all going to be broadcasted through the radio and online so uh in a way that's the stressful part of it but it's all it was also really fun to actually sit in a real radio studio feeling all professional with the, the, the glass in between and then you see the board on the other side and with the microphone and the headphones i really loved the, the feeling and i knew from then on that i would really want to be more and more involved in it because i think like you say it's a great platform where to uh channel a lot of different messages from political but also scientific like you say and and in my case um social and political again so i think i was also um, different i brought different things to the show Yes, I totally agree. And there is something that I really love of our team so far when we were with Philip and of course now with you, is that we have our different focus for the show. And this helps us come with so many ideas. So for example, with Philip, he was the guy involved in science. So he was talking with science associations and he was planning shows in this regard. While in my case, I've always been involved with art. So of course I try to bring poetry. I try to discuss philosophy or even erotism in literature. I remember we did a show on that or etymology. So that's exciting. And now with Anita, we are having like this social and as well political aspect. So for example, this semester, we had such a variety of topics that combine many things and sustainability. We, talk, we discussed also feminism, but we had some arts and culture. We had some nice interviews with scientists. So it was like a very nice combination of everything. And that's something I appreciate um, the most in, in our team, that we are different people, we have different hobbies, we have different likes and dislikes. And based on this, we are able to come up with so many great ideas to the show. So it does not become monotonous or boring and towards only one area. Um, I don't know what you think about it, if this is really valuable um, to have at The Voice. I agree. Diversity is the key, always. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, but, yeah, no, indeed. Uh, we had so much fun. And for me, it was a great way of unplugging from everything when it was time to organize the show and, and, and air it or record it. I think it's a great exchange of ideas and it's a great platform to use, not only to yeah, channel and... and, and 
transfer these messages to other people, but also for ourselves to learn through the exchange with with ourselves and with the guests as well, to learn how to speak clearly without stumbling too much upon our words, which is a great challenge, especially as we're not, English is not our native language. I mean, I could stay here for hours um, listing all the things that I've learned this past semester as I've been delving deeper in it, deeper into the show. And I just really am excited about this coming semester. And although many uh, experience, many yeah things have been canceled, uh, academic experience, I mean. So as I was also meant to go abroad, but I won't go anymore. Uh, but at least I have this uh, reassurance that I'll be here and still doing the radio show or something that keeps me busy and uh, allows me to discover new things. So I'm really glad that that I'm part of it. And maybe I could introduce the next song we have for today as it's in Italian. What do you think? Yes, go ahead. Okay, so... Uh, I selected a song um, which means in English Before Going Away uh, Prima di Andare Via by Neri Per Caso and Neffa so enjoy the song and a little info about it afterwards via spero che balli un po' con me sopra la musica ora il tuo corpo si muove può essere l'ultima buona occasione per me redenzione insieme a te Niente distanze ora no Tu sei bellissima Forse un po' troppo per me Se avessi solo un attimo Cos'è che ti via spero che resti un po' yeah. solo un momento sai ora che la notte corre no, 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 no. può essere l'ultima buona occasione per me e sento che è possibile Niente sostanze ora no, no, no Tu sei bellissima Forse un po' troppo per me Se avessi solo un attimo Cos'è che ti direi? Se tu resti qui con me, 
by Neri Percaso and Neffa. Uh, I selected this song because I really like the funky vibe of this author. Um, I was very unsure whether to select this one or another great song of his. There are just so many and when I when he starts, it plays on my um, iPod, I just really cannot uh, keep my, my feet um, still and And I also want to sing it out really loud because I I absolutely love this author, this artist. And now it's been a while since he has released songs. It's quite an old, although he's not old, but his songs are date back to the 2000s. This one is 2003, I think. Uh, But I I really like it. And again, it could not be left out from this show as it's too much of of a must for me, a must listen to. Uh, what did you think of it, Nicholas? It, it was amazing. What, what I love of um, Italian music and, of course, um, Spanish music is the way the words are articulated within the song. I don't know, there is a certain beauty in our languages, in the way uh, the, the songs are written. And even with the name, it's like, for example, well, sorry for my pronunciation, but if you read it just like Prima di Andare Via, it sounds, wow, it sounds fascinating. So it's something that I always compare with songs in English. I mean, they're very good, but of course, songs in English are kind of more international language. So they are not articulated as as special as it is in our languages. Or that's the way I feel it. It's like my personal point of view. So listeners, don't go against me if you think otherwise. But it's my opinion. I think that Spanish and Italian make songs sound amazing. Uh, even French, it's... Yeah, I don't know. It's really impossible to explain how it sounds. Yeah, indeed. We, maybe it's because we perceive all the nuances of the songs. But I agree that uh, there is a little special something more than in English. But no offense to all the English speakers. Also, half <laughs> of the global music industry is in English. So, I mean, I guess that still works <laughs> if, if it, that's the case. But... Um, if that many people listen to English uh, music, but I agree with you. There's, it's just very special. Yeah, exactly. You know, and more going from an objective perspective, we have, we are romantic languages. So of course, everything sounds way more romantic in our languages. And, and I remember there, there was this, I think it was with Jimmy Kimmel or with Jimmy Fallon that they were interviewing Ana de Armas, I think. And then of course they were traducing, um, translating very stupid sentences in English, but when you translate them into Spanish, they sound really sexy, they sound kind of amazing, they sound romantic. So I think it's part of of our languages being romantic languages at the end. And and of course, um, we were discussing about this um, song a little bit and about all of the different songs that we have for the show. And this all comes with the purpose of showing you that we try to keep it quite diverse as well, the music in our shows. So each show we try to come either with one genre or what with one space and time. So for example, once we did a show only with Bossa Nova, so for all of our listeners to enjoy something different from Brazil. Um, other time we had like different music from different decades so that our listeners could explore as well uh, 
how music sounded like in the 60s, in the 70s, in the 80s, and how they influenced society and as well arts, for instance, in filmmaking. And we had as well a show where we only had some soundtracks from films. And of course, in other shows, we've had songs in Spanish, in French, in Italian. We even have we've even had some songs in Romanian from Philip. So we have such a diversity in languages in the way we structure our shows. I don't know what you think about it, Anita. Um, do you enjoy listening to different languages and to different genres um, each show? Or what, yeah, what is your input in this? Yeah, I definitely, again, I think the diversity we bring to the show is just um, very uh, special, if you will. Um, and how I think that's what we're supposed to do because Leuven is such an international town and we're really trying to take advantage of this diversity to uh, bring as much as possible, um, channel these different cultural and values, but uh, traditions through the show and also through the articles. So I think that's really something that's worth exploring all this diversity in Leuven. And it's so nice that, that many people want to participate and share their the cultural um, traditions and uh, yeah, through, through our platforms. So I agree with you. And um, I'll, I'll, as much as I'm, I'm less, uh, let's say, good at, uh, at discussing over music, I'm, I'm realizing I'm really happy that we can have the show where I was able to select for once the Italian songs and I was just very unsure on, on which ones because I just realized there's so many I'd like to share uh, with everybody. And finally, I had to make up my, my, make up my mind. But that was a really good idea for this show to, to select only, for example, Italians for me and, and Spanish for you. Yes, exactly. And now we're ready to move to our next song. <laughs> so our next song, of course, is in Spanish. So I know that maybe from our listeners or from people you know, um, people love Shakira. And they have loved her since Waka Waka or since these really mainstream songs that she's had. For example, there, there was a new song released this week with Black Eyed Peas. Uh, I think it's called Girl Like Me or something like that. It's actually quite good. <laughs> I was listening to it and at the end you keep with the, uh, with the rhythm of it and you maintain it in your, in your mind for a couple of days. But, but it's very, very good. But I want to show for our listeners that Shakira, of course, she's Colombian. She is Colombian-Lebanese. But I want to show you that her roots were a bit different to this mainstream music. Of course, nowadays she's doing more pop, but as well trying to incorporate some Latin American sounds. But when she started, she was um, like a um, representative of the Spanish rock pop in Latin America, like the alternative rock in Latin America, even in Colombia. And fun fact about Shakira, when she started or when she released her first album, she was not too famous in Colombia and the main discographies in Colombia didn't like her that much. But then she just went abroad, she um, presented her first album and it was such a success that nowadays many people consider her first album to be her best. And this song I've chosen for this show by Shakira is included in that album. So this next song is called Antología by Shakira. Para amarte 
azul Y es difícil creer que no exista una más que este amor Sobra tanto dentro de este corazón Y a pesar de que dicen que los años son sabios Todavía se siente el dolor back that was Anthologia by Shakira and as I was mentioning this is a very famous song it's a beautiful song by Shakira I will just translate um, three verses from from this song and yes it goes like this and it was because of you that I wrote more than hundred songs and even forgave your mistakes and I discovered more than one thousand ways of kissing 
and it was because of you that I discovered how to love. So it is a love song, of course, and the lyrics are not that deep in terms of having like a social message or a political message, but it's simply beautiful, it's simple, it's minimalistic, and sometimes songs that are like this are the best. And now I would like to ask you, Anita, of course, we've had 50 shows so far, but I wanted to ask you, what is like your top one or your top two shows from the Boys on Radio? It can be either your shows or as well shows that we've done with Philip or even from Ronald, our first editor-in-chief. Oh, hard question. Because um, now I, at first I could really count them on my hands, the ones I participated in, I mean. But now I'm starting to lose count, lose track of them all. Um, I think maybe one of the most powerful ones for me, powerful experiences was the, my first uh, live, although it wasn't live, it was still recording in the studio. So I, I got the, the studio experience and that was the one about activism in Hong Kong with, a, with a, an acquaintances of my, acquaintance of mine from, from Hong Kong who really um, is very outspoken about the political situation in her home country. And I think it was really a powerful show and uh, she she's really good at, at speaking and explaining, making her point clear. So I, I, I really enjoyed that. And it was also my first, very first experience as an interviewer, if you will. So I had a lot of papers spread around, reading through all my bullet points while trying to also stay attentive. And it's just the, the, the whole stress of, it, of the show, which is, is memorable, <laughs> although on spot it was a bit more intense for my nerves but I really enjoyed that and I guess more recently um, now we we are recording the shows um, but I really enjoyed one about gender stereotypes in schools um, because that's a topic I find a bit maybe lighter to talk about than a, a more political show but the things that were brought to the show were the, the, the concepts or the yeah, the things that that the guests share with us were really interesting, and I think it was also for the listener something new and maybe a interesting to hear about gender stereotypes in primary schools. And I, I don't know. Overall, I really enjoyed that that show. Yeah, indeed. I mean, I really loved that show as well. The one on gender equality. I I don't know if I was the one editing that show. I doubt it. I think it was you, but I listened to it at the end. And it was really nice. I really like, as, I, as we were mentioning before, um, with all this equality and, of course, um, the fight for equal rights, it was very interesting to see a different perspective. So, like, in a different setting, because typically we talk about politics, we talk about um, grown-ups, but we never stop to think about children or how this has impacted schools in general. So I think it was very valuable and it's something that you will not find that often in any podcast and neither online when you are reading news about equality. Yeah, indeed. And one thing that I really enjoy about that show was also the preparation or the yeah, the song selection with the with the guest for because we had a very clear topic and there's a lot of music, a lot of songs that talk about gender inequality and and and, and women rights. And indeed, as you showed with your Bruja's song so I really enjoy that part as well of like choosing the songs and just saying like okay this one is just absolutely perfect for the show and getting all excited about it so yeah that was also a very fun part of that show 
Yeah, indeed. And I remember that you had selected the blurred lines for that show and you had showed it to me and, I, and well, asking for my opinion. And I was like, come on, you're not going to play that song in that show. But then I read what you wanted to do with that song. And I'm like, OK, it's really worth it. <laughs> it. It has like a nice message what you're trying to say by playing that song, like doing the opposite. Like, OK, we have shown you songs that support actually um, feminism or support the rights of women. But it's important as well to show you like a song where we see that they are depicting women not in the best way. So I think that was very nice and was very fun to do it as well because it's something different again. And it was really valuable. So I think that we are ready to move to our next song. And after the next song, I'll give you my top two or three shows as well. So next song is in Italian. So let's put our minds into Italian mindset. And the microphone is all yours, Anita. Thank you. Actually, the title is not in Italian, but there is, there is a section that's actually sang in Italian. Uh, this song is called The Sound of Sunshine, and um, it's, it was sang by uh, Michael Franti and uh, Giovanotti again. That's the same artist of the very first song. And I just thought I would select it to bring some happy vibes into the show because this is really a song that... Um, that makes you happy, I think. So you guys enjoy and see you after the break. Diceva che era brutto invece il sole è d'oro Saluto la giornata e stiro un po' la schiena Mi devo guadagnare un pranzo e poi una cena A volte gira bene, a volte gira male Buffo, non sono dare, faccio un tuffo Mi immergo e poi respiro con la testa fuori Galleggio a velo d'acqua come fanno i fiori Oh yeah, eccomi Splende un grande sole su di me That's the Yeah. 
il sole cade dentro il mare That's the That was The Sound of Sunshine by Michael Franti and Giovanotti. And um, now I think it's definitely my turn to ask you, Nicholas, what are your favorite shows, the most memorable ones? Because now here is time to go on memory lane and to get all nostalgic about it <laughs> as you're, you're, you're saying goodbye to the voice on radio for, for a little bit. We, we don't know yet if it's forever, but maybe you'll come back as a guest. But um, now that you have to, to give a big overview, a big picture of your experience with the radio, what are the most memorable moments for you? Yeah, I think that, well, in the first place, I love doing the one of Latin America. Well, the actually the four shows <laughs> we did in Latin America because we did, we did two shows, but both of them we did them in Spanish and in English. So it was such a nice experience for two weeks. It was not easy to do it because it's very hard to keep everything congruent between the two languages. But still, it was amazing because even though we tried to have like the same content or the same songs, it was natural in both shows, so in both languages, which implied that at the end we didn't have exactly the same content. So even if you speak Spanish and English and you listen to both of the shows or in both languages, you'll be able to have like a different Yeah, well, you will be able to extract different knowledge from both of them, even if the general overview is the same. So it was very nice, it was very impressive. Sadly, it was as well during Corona times, so we had to do it online. It was last semester, not this one, but it was such a nice experience. I remember that I laughed a lot with my co-host for that show, that it was a contributor for The Voice as well. Stephanie, I think she was called. And it was really, we had a very good time because typically I'm not the kind of guy or the type of Colombian or Latin American that enjoys too much the Latin American songs that are like traditional genres. I don't know if maybe you've listened to that show like the Vallenato, the Salsa and all these sort of genres. I don't enjoy them 100%, but since I've been away from Colombia, I, I really like to listen to all of them and I have as well a gift to all of our listeners, but I will mention it. Um, towards the end of the show. So it was very nice to have this experience of um, remembering my home country, like fun facts about Latin America, to discuss why some songs are so relevant or what people do when dancing them. So, so it was a very special show and it was really deep in my heart when, when I did it. And the other shows that I've loved um, the most have been the ones on poetry because it's something you don't find nowadays to have like a podcast where you have live poetry. It's very hard and when you have them, typically it's without emotion, it's just like reading the poem and that becomes boring. But for us, what we did is that we really had like this um, poetry slam going on live and in different languages. And it's something I've loved since I was a small kid, like to do poetry, to write poetry and to recite poetry. And this gave me the possibility not only to do it in my own language, or uh, with what I've written, but also to learn how other people can do it in different languages and to learn how poetry is structured in French, in Italian, in, in Dutch even, because we had once a Belgian girl as well. 
and it, it was an amazing experience and I remember I was inspired by a little program or segment of a radio a frequency back in Colombia from a university that they had this erotism and jazz um, segment or radio show and it was basically a combination of poetry and jazz so it was a little bit like the voice in terms that they have like some songs that they try to relate to the main topic of the show but at the same time they were reciting poetry typically it was more erotic poetry and they would put like these jazz songs that have like some erotic music touches so it was very nice i really liked that segment back in colombia and when i came here and i joined the voice and i knew that we were doing the voice on radio i had it clear that i wanted to do some shows um, on poetry and of course we had as well one show on erotism and literature in erotism with some songs that are a bit more erotic um, so I think this has been an amazing experience from the literature perspective and more like discussing some that are not from my area or that I haven't done. As I mentioned, I love the one on the equality in schools that was very nice, but I especially loved as well the one on on like the different risks and opportunities of activism and civil disobedience that Anita had with some guests. That one was very special because um, of course I had seen before in the news or in the TV or even in newspapers about these movements, but I had never really had like a, a real view of it with people involved. Because of course when you have it in the media and all that, it's very fragmented the information and as well is biased based on the people that are writing them and sometimes of course biased based on the government so you have the government perspective in these articles rather than the reality so it was really valuable i remember i was sitting there <laughs> just listening to anita and the guests and um, talk but it was so nice i really enjoyed it so th that would be like my top shows but in general i love all of them they're all really special and when i'm bored i just play a show a random show from the boys and i'm sure and it's sure that I will enjoy it. Wow, what an honor. Thanks for, for putting two of my, I mean, the, the one of, two of my shows on top of your list. That's really nice. <laughs> but yeah, indeed, I think you had a really good experience. And you looked very into the, sh the, the, the radio from the start. And you, you took all the responsibilities that, that, that this show requires because you, you're clearly passionate about it. So I'm glad that you were kind of like my guide Um my guide through this in, in this experience and you initiated me to it and now I can go with my own legs <laughs> go on with my own <laughs> legs so yeah. yeah and you have another song for us in Spanish right yes so the next song it's uh, this one is more personal song is not that I wanted to share a message with all of you but it's just personal and sometimes when I'm feeling down or when I'm really tired at the end of the day I just play this song and I love it it's beautiful so I'll explain it later, but this song is El Equilibrio es Imposible by Ivan Ferreiro and Santi Valmes. Enjoy it. Confía en mí, nunca has soñado poder gritar y te enfureces, es horrible el miedo incontenible. Entonces ven, dame un pedazo, no te conozco Cuando dices que felices, que caras más tristes Que caras más tristes Ella sabe y presiente que al 
cambiado ¿Dónde estás? No te veo Es mejor Ya lo entiendo ahora Ya no me lamento No sigo detrás ¿Para qué? Si cada vez que vienes me convences Me abrazas y me hablas de las dos Y yo siento que El Equilibrio es Imposible by Ivan Ferreiro and Santi Valnés. And once again, I will translate a little part of the song and it goes like this. If every time that you come, you convince me, you hug me and talk to me about both of us. And I feel that I can't, that the equilibrium is impossible when you come and talk to me about both of us. I won't say no, I will follow because I believe that deep down there is something. So again, it's a love song, but it's really well written and it sounds amazing in Spanish and English. It didn't sound that, <laughs> that nice, that enjoyable, but it's beautiful and it's really powerful, the song. And I really love these songs that are minimalistic. They are very calm and then they have like the crescendo in the song till the chorus and then they calm down again. And that's something that many songs in alternative um, Spanish rock do. So I love it. And of course, and this, as I mentioned, is like an alternative Spanish rock song. And the original song is from a band called 
Los Piratas, and it was from 2001. It's very similar to this one, but it's a little bit, has more electronic touches. But Ivan Ferreiro, who sang the song that we just played, was actually the singer of that band. So this was like a little um, in memoriam of, of, the, of the band. And it was very nice. And this group, Los Piratas, was considered the best alternative Spanish, one of the best alternative Spanish rock bands of the 90s that always tried to combine different sounds from different um, decades. So you could have some 80 sounds. And of course, as I was mentioning, and they were introducing some electronic sounds into their songs at the beginning of the 2000s, like going back or remembering the 90s where we had like the first inclusion um, in electronic music, but in alternative electronic music compared to, to the music that we have nowadays in that genre. And after this fun fact, <laughs> um, now I think all of our listeners are very curious on what is going to happen next semester, like what the plans are, if you have any ideas or how it will be organized as well with the new hosts. So Anita, I'll let you, I'll let you explain this part, like to share with our listeners a little bit of what they can expect from the Voice on Radio next semester. Yes, let's give them a little glimpse. Um, of course, not all, we didn't decide yet about the show, like all the shows, but one thing I can share is um, a little info about our new co-host. Um, I have to admit, it's a very good friend of mine, so I really hope that it will be very natural um, to, to host together, uh, but I think it will. Um, and uh, he's actually a good um, hair of yours, Nicholas, because he's also very into literature, poetry, he reads so many novels, and um, he's a philosophy PhD. So he is more. I think it will be more of the lit, literary and and, um, and and poetic mind of the show, if you will, next semester. So I'm I'm really glad that we can still have that aspect in because I'm not that good at that. That's not my specialty, if you can call it like that. So that that will be um, the main co-host, I think. And then of course Nadia is also gonna participate. She's been hosting a few shows together with us. And she's also, I think, very uh, lit, lit, literally, and she has done acting, and you can really, really hear it from her voice and the way she interprets in the show. Um, so I, I'm glad that uh, that it's a team of three because it will be a bit of a of a shock to be just, uh, yeah, like not have you anymore as like the point of reference if anything was wrong, you know, or if we need extra support. So three of us is already making me feel like there will be a lot of different ideas and inputs in the show and also support each other in case somebody is not always available or also just an exchange of ideas. That's always good to be uh, the more the merrier. Um, so, yeah, a lot of shows, I think, about... about philosophy but also again like novels ahead and then also I will pitch in as always with my ideas um, maybe a show about refugees in Belgium uh, we'll see if that's doable of course I don't want to spoil anything and of course as we don't have the show the, the guest confirmed yet one show I can confirm though is um, with Pangea. It's organized in collaboration with Pangea. And we'll have some psychologists from a university who would talk about um, the psychological um, repercussions that the COVID the pandemic in general situation 
has had and will continue to have on students. So that's something really interesting, and I think that's planned for January. But more info to come uh, later on, or just as a surprise when you tune in uh, on our radio on Friday in January, you'll you'll find out more. That sounds that sounds really lovely and very good plans. And of course, whatever you need, I'm always I'm always there. <laughs> Thousands of kilometers away, but I'm happy to help. That's nice. Thanks. I hope that we can do it uh, without bothering you. But we know there is this pillar on the other side of the of the ocean that can help in if needed. So <laughs> that's nice. And um, maybe I can go on and introduce my la last song I selected for today. Uh, if the, if you don't have anything uh, else to add to next year. Yeah, you, you can you can go ahead. And I think that the only thing that I would like to add is that I'll be listening to all of your shows from abroad. So if you go and check the statistics and you see that there is someone listening from South Korea, probably that will be me. <laughs> so no pressure, no pressure, but I'm sure the, the shows will be very nice. Thanks for the support. All right, so uh, the song I selected um, is uh, by Koetz. And the title is Faccio un Casino, which means I make a mess. Uh, so enjoy it and see you after the music break. Ho scritto ti amo sulla sabbia, no, non posso fare di meglio. Strappo lo scalpo di quest'alba e te lo porto a risveglio. E ho rotto tutto quello che potevo per te, che sei tutto quello che volevo. Da ragazzina ero bravo coi Lego. E cazzo è chiaro che adesso mi lego Dici di sì mentre te ne vai Un po' di te Rimane qui anche se non vuoi Amma mio faccio un casino 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 Sono partito senza salutare e senza fare il biglietto E in fondo cosa avrei dovuto fare? Boh, forse lasciare un biglietto E fare la figura dello scemo Era meglio se non ti conoscevo E tu a giocare sei brava davvero Ma non con me Dici di sì mentre te ne vai Un po' di te Rimane qui anche se non vuoi Amami o faccio un casino 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 Dimmi cos'è che vuoi da me Dimmi cos'è che vuoi da me Dimmi cos'è che vuoi da me Amami o faccio un casino Amami o faccio un casino Amami o faccio un casino Pronto, cosa che c'hai? Sei presa male? Ah, hai rotto un altro cellulare Cosa mi chiami solo se stai male? Ho casa nuova e devo sistemare Non sarò l'ultimo né il primo però ha lasciato un bel casino E a parte tutta eri brava davvero 
That was Faccio Casino by course. So he says that he makes a mess uh, if he says, love me or I make a mess. Otherwise, I make a mess, which I think is a really funny um, way of putting it. Um, and also the sound is really catchy of this song. And it's also, uh, it became really popular last year and yeah, two years ago in Italy. And I'm glad to, to almost close the show with this song. Um, so indeed, I think we're running out of time. This was definitely worth a little longer show for today, given the the birthday of the of our show, but also of um, given Nicola's departure. So maybe I think I you should be the one actually closing it and just giving you giving your farewell and just the floor is all yours to uh, to say goodbye thank you very much anita and of course thank you very much for being here with us this show it has been an amazing experience and you've been an amazing co-host for the past quite a lot of months <laughs> even though we've had to do it in corona but i think we've managed to do it pretty well and it's been such a nice experience so thank you very much and of course as i told you i'll be listening to your shows from abroad thank you it was really a pleasure and as I was mentioning earlier, of course, this is my last show, so it has been a pleasure to be here and, of course, sharing all of my little knowledge <laughs> with all of our listeners and to share with you different songs and as well different kind of topics. And I'm sure that some new topics will come after, after this show with the new semester and, of course, very nice and amazing programs um, done by Anita and the new hosts. I know, even if she didn't mention it, I know that they have many plans there that are that sound very exciting but as Anita said I'll let you wait and see and be excited when these shows come and as well I told you like a few minutes ago that I had like a little farewell gift for all of you and is that I know that Christmas parties are coming and um, pretty soon as well New Year's Eve and you'll be staying at home most probably due to corona but sometimes you know that Latin Americans we tend to be the soul of the party and we like to have our music that is very special for this and uh, for this kind of parties and we like to to dance salsa, vallenato, um, other, and bachata, different genres that typically you don't listen to worldwide. So my little gift is that if you go to the podcast, to this podcast on Spotify and then you'll read the description of it, you'll be able to find there as well a little link where I will put one playlist called Fiesta Latina which is a playlist of Latin American songs that I've been creating and once in a while I add one or two songs there. So if you're looking for like having a Latino party experience, even if it's just yourself in lockdown or just with your couple or something, and you can enjoy it and even for next year and for the future, if you want to do a Latino party, you can use that playlist. So this is my little farewell gift. It's been such a pleasure 
And of course, I'd like to close this show with a very nice song as well from a Colombian singer who's called Carlos Vives. I think I've already played a song by him and before. And this song is alongside Mark Anthony, who is an American and Puerto Rican singer that mixes salsa, bolero, ballads and pop. So it's a very beautiful song. If you have the time, I would recommend you to look for it um, on YouTube. The video is amazing. It's so sweet. It's so romantic. And again, I'll translate a little bit of it and then I'll, I'll leave you to it. So it goes like this. Today I paid my bills. I fixed the garden. I decorated it with flowers, just like you liked it. I stopped eating junk food and watching TV till falling asleep. When we meet again, I will not stop contemplating the early morning. There won't be tears in your pillow anymore. There won't be a morning in which I will not want to hug you. When we meet again. And once again, that's what I tell all of our listeners. When we meet again, so wait for me. This last song is called Cuando nos volvamos a encontrar by Carlos Vives and Mark Anthony. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and have a safe trip if you're going abroad. Hoy pagué las cuentas, arreglé un poco el jardín, decoré con flores como te gustaba a ti, de comer chatarra ya dejé, y de ver la tele hasta dormir. Deje el cigarrillo, ya no me sabe el café, como a mí me gusta, solo a ti te queda bien. Ya la bicicleta la arreglé Y por ti empecé a estudiar francés Y traerá tu amor la primavera Y una vida nueva que aprender Nada volverá a ser como ayer Cuando no Y traerá tu amor